Board of Education of the San Francisco Unified School District for February 22nd, 2022 is now called to order. Roll call, please. Commissioner Alexander? Here. Commissioner Bogus? Here. Commissioner Collins? Here. Vice President Lamb? Here. Commissioner Maliga? Oh, I don't call him anymore, right? Okay. Commissioner Sanchez? Here. And uh, President Lopez? Here. Student Delegate um, Lamb? Here. And Student Delegate Liang? Here. Okay, thank you. As we know, given recent changes, there will be a shift within this Board of Education that needs acknowledgement. Understanding the discomfort, disruption, and disheartening nature of how we have been forced to operate over the last year and a half, but also emphasizing the need to keep moving forward together for our students. I believe our work together over the past few years has set in motion much of what was missing within our school district for many years, some issues even decades and has encouraged many communities across San Francisco to take action, feel heard, and be a part of this space. My hope is that does not change, that we continue to uplift and accommodate communities that tend to be forgotten, the very ones we come from and are all here to represent. As president, I spent the better part of my role ensuring communication and collaboration among the board, with our district staff and our communities noting the importance of us being aligned during strenuous and unprecedented times. So long as we continue to prioritize those with the least, I know we will all benefit. Our work is not done and our relationships with public schools in San Francisco will continue to grow and strengthen even after the changes are in place. And I look forward to being a resource, making connections and strengthening the skills required to serve the San Francisco Unified School District. Let's begin with section A, general information. Notice of virtual meeting. Moving on to section B, our land acknowledgement. We, the San Francisco Board of Education, acknowledge that we are on the unceded ancestral homeland of the Ramatashaloni, who are the original inhabitants of the San Francisco Peninsula. As the indigenous stewards of this land and in accordance with their traditions, the Ramatashaloni have never ceded, lost, nor forgotten their responsibilities as the caretakers of this place, as well as for all peoples who reside in their traditional territory. As guests, we recognize that we benefit from living and working on their traditional homelands. We wish to pay our respects by acknowledging the ancestors, elders, and relatives of the Ramatish community and by affirming their sovereign rights as first peoples. Item two, approval of board minutes for the regular meeting of February 8th, 2022. I need a motion and a second. So moved. Second. Any corrections? Yeah, but Ruchika, I understand everything you said. But what I'm also saying is, okay, one second. And if you could please mute your mics. This in here that you're interested in, right? Any corrections on board minutes? Seeing none, roll call vote. Student Delegate Lamb? Yes. Student Delegate Liang? Yes. Commissioner Alexander? Yes. Commissioner Bogus? Yes. Commissioner Collins? Yes. Vice President Lamb? Yes. 
Commissioner Sanchez? Yes. And President Lopez? Yes. Six eyes. Okay, moving on to item three. I'd like to call on Superintendent Matthews to read his report. Thank you. Thank you, President Lopez. Good evening, everyone. I will start off with the health and safety update. As of February 8th, regarding COVID cases, the San Francisco Department of Public Health reported a seven-day new COVID-19 case per day average of 339. This is down from over 2,000 in early January. And this number continues to decline, which is good news for us all. Regarding masking, <clears throat> the easing of the California Department of Public Health masking order does not apply to PK-12 schools. Indoor masking is still required regardless of vaccination status. For early education programs, the California Department of Public Health continues to require masking for children older than age two. The current statewide mandate requiring masking in schools for students and educators will remain in place. Universal indoor masking will continue to be in effect at San Francisco Unified as part of our layered approach to reduce the spread of COVID-19 in our schools. All students and adults, regardless of vaccine status, must wear a mask or face covering indoors that covers nose, mouth, and chin at all times, except if drinking, eating, or napping or if a student or staff has a medical exemption. Face masks continue to be optional outdoors and are not required. Regarding testing, all testing options are posted on our district website and continue to be available through our own color testing program with daily pickups at each school site. Color is providing additional support to help schools, students signed up for self-swab testing and resolve any issues with real-time testing. Schools can sign up for virtual office hours with color patient support and representatives will be available live to help students or their parents and guardians create accounts and walk them through the kit activation process. Very important to note, we have also received a one-time distribution of rapid home test kits to allocate to students and staff at school sites and the central office. We will, be we will be delivering these to school sites with directions to distribute prior to spring break. There are enough for students and staff to use as needed and we're asking students and staff to save at least one home test to use before returning to school after spring break, regardless of symptoms or vaccination status. So once again, I wanna repeat that, there are enough for students and staff to use as needed, but we're asking students and staff to save at least one home test to use before returning to school after spring break, regardless of symptoms or vaccination status. We know that vaccines can play a big role in preventing the worst symptoms of COVID-19. Uh, we continue to work with the Department of Public Health to set up vaccine clinics at select elementary schools and are sharing updates with families about these vaccination opportunities. Please talk to your families. We still believe that the best way to prevent the worst symptoms of COVID-19 is to get vaccinated and then boosted. Moving on, the superintendent's 21st Century Scholarship Awards. We are now accepting applications for these awards. Each year, San Francisco Unified and our nonprofit partner, Spark SF Public Schools, honor six students with the Superintendent's 21st Century Award Scholarships of $2,000. 
This will be awarded to six graduating seniors who exemplify the characteristics of the San Francisco Unified Graduate Profile. The graduate profile identifies the knowledge, skills, dispositions, and behaviors required by our 21st century world. And it is San Francisco Unified's goal that all students reflect these characteristics, each in their own unique way, by the time they graduate. The deadline to apply is Friday, March 18th, 2022 at 5 p.m. All seniors are eligible to apply regardless of citizenship status. Recipients of the Superintendent's 21st Century Award will be featured in a story on ABC Channel 7 News and honored at a ceremony in May. To apply, go to sfusd.edu or talk to your principal, teacher, or school counselor. Uh, finally, second round, your round two enrollment application. If you miss applying to schools for the 22-23 school year during the main round, don't worry. You can apply now during round two through May 2nd, 2022. Any family can apply for round two. However, if you have submitted a main round application, please wait until you receive your main round offer during the week of March 21st before applying for round two. Families who submit an application for round two will receive their school offer letters the week of May 30th, 2022. If you have any questions, you may contact the Educational Placement Center by calling 415-241-6085 or emailing enrollin, E-N-R-O-L-L-I-N -E school, S-C-H-O-O-L, at sfusd.edu. Enrollin school is all one word. Uh, Madam President, that ends my announcements for this evening. Okay, thank you. And moving on to item four, our student delegates report. I'd like to call on student delegates Lam and Liang. <laughs> thank you, President Lopez. As for SAC business, our next meeting is next Monday, February 28th at 6 p.m., where we will have presenters Brian Fox from SFUSD iLab and Matt Coleman from Inflection. Our meeting links are posted on the SFUSD website, but you can also email steelj1 at sfusd.edu with any questions. The SEC also met with the youth leaders from the Chinese Progressive Association on February 7th, and we discussed proposing measures based off of the SAC's Omicron letter to prepare our schools for any future COVID surges. We hope to continue this partnership, and we'll look forward to bringing the matter to the board in the coming months. We also hope to focus on passing a resolution regarding Title IX from our Social Justice Committee, as well as a resolution in partnership with the Youth Commission that would extend the current free muni for youth program to all SFUSD students next year, called SFUSD Rides Free. Lastly, we want to encourage 10th, 11th, and 12th grade students to apply to the Title IX Student Advisory Group, as we will hear from the presentation from Yawave later this meeting. Sexual assault and harassment in our schools is an issue that needs to be addressed. This advisory group will help the district create policies that will educate students and make our schools safer. We urge all high school students to take this opportunity to provide student voice and to apply by this Friday, February 25th. Please email equity at sfusd.edu with any questions. Thank you, President Lopez. That concludes our student delegates report. Okay, and I, I think this is a good opportunity to share that item H2 
sexual harassment, sexual assault presentation from Yahweh, Young Asian Women Against Violence, will be moved up on our agenda following item D, section D, our advisory report. Item six, under section B, recognitions and resolutions of commendation. There are none tonight. Last item, recognizing all valuable employees, our rave awards. I'd like to call on Superintendent Matthews to introduce the raves. Thank you so much, President Lopez. This evening, we're happy to announce two rave award winners. Uh, the first award is our Distinguished Service Award, and this will be presented to Juan Lopez. He's a PE teacher at Lowell High School. I will now pass the microphone over to Principal Joe Dominguez from Lowell High School. Hi, folks. Thank you, uh, Dr. Matthews. My name is Joe Dominguez. I'm the principal of Lowell High School. I'm so proud to honor this month's RAVE Special Service Award recipient to our PE teacher and our coach, Mr. Juan Lopez. Uh, Mr. Lopez has been a model for kindness compassion and enthusiasm and in the face of a really difficult year as we return to in-person learning in the face of a pandemic Juan tirelessly motivated his students and he served as a confidant to his peers he is truly a role model for educators everywhere Juan congratulations and thank you for all that you do for our students and family Mr. Lopez uh, thank you guys so much I'm very humbled by this nomination and would love to uh, receive it on behalf of my family my students, uh, all of my colleagues at Lowell, and Mr. Dominguez as well, because it's because of you guys that I'm the teacher that I am today. Uh, the collaboration with everyone within the Lowell community has been amazing. Thank you. Our second award this night is the Distinguished Service Award, and this will be presented to Kimberly Wong. She's a kindergarten teacher from Glen Park Elementary School, and the award will be presented by her principal, Laura Zar. Ms. Zar. Hi there, we cannot hear anything. Ms. Ms. Zar, are you there? I'm sorry, Judson. Um, we are unable to hear anything. Yes, yes, we're aware. Okay. I'm going to go check. Chuck, Chuck, can you hear? Can you hear me? Yes. So next, we have another Distinguished Service Award. This award will be presented to Kimberly Wong. She's a kindergarten teacher from Glen Park Elementary School, and the award will be presented by. Uh, the principal of Glen Park, Laura Zar. Uh, 
take over Ms. Zar. Thank you, Superintendent Matthews. We're so proud at Glen Park that uh, Ms. Wong, our amazing kindergarten teacher was nominated by a parent for this award. She has been teaching kindergarten here for quite a number of years and actually in the same classroom where she herself was a student at Glen Park. So she is really um, part of the Glen Park family from way back. Um, she was nominated for many reasons, but one is that she really went above and beyond during the distance learning as well as during um, the fall semester to make sure that students had the learning materials they needed from delivering things to homes to making sure siblings of her own students had what they needed. She's been called out for instilling a love of learning in her students that they carry with them beyond kindergarten. And we know that Ms. Wong prefers to stay behind the scenes, but we're really proud and thankful that she's receiving this recognition this evening. Um, Ms. Wong. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate the recognition um, and I wanna acknowledge that I couldn't do it on my own. I really feel indebted to the Glen Park community and my principal, Ms. R. Um, along with all the families and students. Um, and I felt I have learned from my peers as well as from the students themselves. So I'm not just the teacher, I'm a learner along with them. And um, I just wanna acknowledge that um, my mom was an employee of the district. She was a para. First, she began as a volunteer um, in my brother's kindergarten class. And then she was asked if she would like to become a para. So she became a para in the general ed classroom, and then she did transition to become a special ed para. So I do want to give a shout out to special ed paras because I know they are going above and beyond for these past few years, as well as just what they do every day before COVID began. So I just want to acknowledge and uh, show my appreciation for everybody who has been a part of me getting to this point. So thank you so much. Thank you, Mr. Lopez and Ms. Wong for what you do each and every day. And now I hand it back to President Lopez. Yes, uh, congratulations again to our RAVE Award winners. Section C is public comment. Protocol for public comment. Please note that public comment is an opportunity for the board to hear from the community on matters within the board's jurisdiction. We ask that you refrain from using employee and student names. If you have a complaint about a district employee, you may submit it to the employee supervisor in accordance with district policy. As a reminder, board rules and California law do not allow us to respond to comments or attempt to answer questions during the public comment time. If appropriate, the superintendent will ask that staff follow up with speakers. Thank you, President Lopez. So this is the time for students to speak. So please raise your hand if you're a student and you would like to speak. Can we repeat that in Spanish and Chinese, please? Buenas tardes. Por favor, levante su mano si les añadir un comentario público. Le recordamos que solamente esta sección es para los estudiantes. Gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Cal. Hello. 
The board and district claim to be student-centered, yet tonight, the board is likely to move forward with an agreement that poses direct harm to students. You are firing newer, younger teachers. You are firing our future. You are destroying important programs like peer resources, wellness, AP electives, and art programs. You are destroying our motivation to stay engaged at school. You are tossing aside 60 real people with real families, real bills to pay, and who have real extraordinary impacts on students. The utter lack of respect for the humanity of the teachers being affected and the utter lack of consideration for the detrimental effects this agreement has on students is disturbing. I return to the claim that SFUSD is student-centered. Given the board's track record, and if this agreement passes, I implore you to remove the statement from your district's central tenants because it is dishonest at best. Do better for people you're supposed to serve, both teachers and students. Thank you. Forgive me if I mispronounce An Anais or Anais. Gauthier. Hello. Hello, I'm hello. I'm Anais. I go to Lowell High School, and I'm one of the many students who is taking Korean this year as my language requirement. This Korean program has been one of my favorite classes for the past two years, as well as the class I excel the most in. What makes this class so enjoyable is our teacher and the constant support she gives to each student. She is the only Korean teacher in SFUSD. Teachers like her impact lives beyond high school, and she shouldn't be fired just because she doesn't have seniority. Another teacher that has supported me is Mr. Cho. He is a chemistry teacher at Lowell and also our BSU sponsor. He has gone above and beyond to teach his students the best quality and is the most supportive sponsor. Thank you to all our teachers at Lowell and in SFUSD. You impact our lives greatly and we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Hannah. I'm Hannah Trickery and I'm the secretary of the Black Student Union at Lowell. We are here because of you. Several times, us students have to fight for more diversity in staff, students, and curriculums. We are tired of fighting for more diversity on our staff and curriculums. When we finally have a little bit of that, it gets taken away from us. We are tired of losing our teachers that actually care about us and our education and our futures. This budget cut will affect not only education of students, but relationships we share with them. Younger teachers bring diversity and new perspective to our schools. We need to give these new teachers and programs that our students love and are interested in because they're part of the reasons why our students go to school. I'm worried that about our Black Student Union sponsor, Mr. Cho, because he cares about us and he will fight for us over and over and over again if we are in distress or trouble. He will always be there for us when we need help or if we need someone to listen to us. He will be there for us during tough times and we don't want to lose him. We love him very much. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Ari. Sorry for mispronouncing Ari or A-R-I. Uh, sorry, no comment. But support our students. Thank you. Hello, Sasa, S-A-S-A. Sasa Ramos. Are you there? Hello? Yes, you can go ahead. 
Good evening, my name is Sasa Ramos. I am the co-community liaison of Lowell's Student Body Council. Serving on student government, I have witnessed the magnitude of student organizing. In fact, I am honored to be standing here today at 555 Franklin among the officers of SBC and BSU. Here we stand united with our teachers, 29 of which are at risk of being cut from Lowell High School. Upon hearing of this backdoor agreement, the campus has witnessed a tremendous shift in our culture. In the past year, our admin has sought a more diverse staff reflective of our student population. Some I'd like to highlight include ethnic studies, the Korean program, and orchestra. If the TA agreement passes, each of these programs will be targeted. The tentative agreement will not only affect AP courses, but the quality of education for all students. Peer resources support students entering high school and throughout. Save our public schools. Pay our teachers and fund our futures. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Aaliyah. My name is Aaliyah Hunter and I'm a junior at Lowell High School. I don't know where exactly to start. My years at Lowell have been nothing but ups and downs from racism at schools to that affecting my mental health. Thankfully, the ones who got me back up on my feet were the teachers I met and who were also new to Lowell. To know that the ones I met are going to leave is upsetting, and I'm having trouble trying to form these words because they have been absolutely helped a lot. One of them stepped up without any hesitation to be the Black Student Union sponsor, Mr. Cho, when no one else wanted to. And now with this, we are going to have to find another sponsor. There wouldn't be anyone as amazing as him. Please, I'm begging. Please do not lay off these teachers at Lowell. I'm begging you all. The ones that are going to be laid off are the ones that are there for the students. So please listen to us students. Please, there's got to be another way to fix everything. Thank you for your time and thank you to all the teachers. Save our teachers. Thank you. Hello, Nolani. Hi, my name is Nolani Childers and I'm from the Galileo JROTC. I would like you to understand that first of all, <laughs> despite the stigma, the JROTC is not a method of military induction. We have been fighting an uphill battle against our school administration for years. And I don't think that a lot of the administration and those around us in the school system understand how important this program is to the students. It's a huge force. It's a huge source of identity, exploring what you can know from the world around you. It's a, one of the greatest programs I've been able to join and it's incredibly diverse. I would ask that you reconsider disbanding the JROTC. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Naoki. Hello. Um, my name is Naoki Matsuno, and I'm a student at George Washington High School and a part of the JRTC program as well. Um, I like to talk about how this program is really important for the students. As in, when you're in this program, you're part of this new community. A lot of students, they find, and myself included, found where you belong in this program. One, because of the many students that are there, the different leaders, they teach you many things. You work alongside of many new people, old people, and just throughout it, you could make new bonds and like grow as a person. So personally, me, um, I 
from RTC, I was able to gain a lot of new experiences and everything. So all the students out there too, some of them, they need to find who they are, try to um, become a better person themselves. And like this program helps bring the best out of people in the, because in the end, the, um, it, the whole mission is to motivate young people to become better citizens. And this program, it helps people. It helps them become the better them. And that's why it's important for us to still be here. Thank you. Hello, Astrid. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Um, hi, my name is Astrid. I'm an SFUSD high school junior. I'm calling to make public comment about the UESF contract. If this contract is approved, over 60 full-time teaching positions could be cut. And AP programs that do not fulfill graduation requirements will be cut. AP programs are a great learning opportunity for students. At some schools, the money from the AP prep period bonuses is also used to supplement other programs like art, languages, and peer resources. These are all classes that students take out of passion and interest. This is not fair to students or teachers. I urge the board not to approve this contract. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Kiara. Just so you know, I have to promote you to panelists in order to speak so your video will be shown, but you can go ahead. Kira. Hello, I just wanted to speak upon the disbanding of JROTC. I'm, my name is Kira. I am a JROTC cadet. And this program has helped so many that I know grow and become a better person throughout this time in the program. I've seen cadets that have come in here not knowing what they want to do with their life, not knowing if they want to pursue higher education or even what they feel they should do because they don't have the mental support. Through the time in this program, we have been able to foster kids that want to do well and excel in their classes. Go from kids, cadets that never wanted to step foot in some of their classes to actually excelling and doing well. We support so many great foundational learning skills, as well as supporting cadets through processes where they can learn how to properly mentor and support others. There are so many opportunities that you get through this program, and I beg you, please do not push. Thank you. Hello, Hayden. Hello, uh, good evening, uh, Board of Education Commissioners. Um, just want to call in to uh, um, really oppose this cuts and the um, tentative agreement with UESF. Um, I attend uh, Lowell High School as a sophomore. And, you know, this year, um, I have a few new teachers who are here for the first time. You know, they signed up in the middle of COVID to come, you know, teach us. And these are the teachers who are there. Um, I have a new English teacher this year. And he's the one who's, you know, checking in, making sure every, you know, student is good. You know, he's the one who really makes me enjoy school and, like, coming into English class excited, you know, actually you know, really thinking about stuff, not just, you know, a cycle of reading a book and writing an essay, you know, actually thinking about the world around me, you know, and it's, it, these teachers make so much of a difference, you know, and it seems like just numbers on a paper from a budget, but these are 60 people's lives, 60 people's families, but not just that, all of their students, all of the community and the school, you know, some of these programs, you know, 
It's terrible. Stop the cuts, please. Thank you. Hello, Aubrey. Hello, my name is Aubrey and I'm one of the Black Student Union officers and I go to Law High School and I wanted to speak about the budget cuts, specifically letting go of staff. Our BSU sponsor, Mr. Cho, is part of the chopping block and I was devastated to learn about this this morning. Our sponsor has supported us and helped us in so many ways these past two years when administration has failed to. The racist tablet incident and multiple racist incidents from students at Lowell. He was there for us, he was there for me. I can't imagine how it's like for other students to learn that their favorite teachers are being cut. Please vote no on TA to save our teachers and protect our futures. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Jack. Hi, uh, my name is Jack and I'm a student from George Washington High School. Junior year when returning to in-person learning has been marked with rising COVID cases and deflating motivation among students. Proposing cuts to the number of teachers which impacts AP and elective course offerings is irresponsible. Wash is losing seven full-time teachers in district-wide more than 60. And for what? One-time $2,000 bonuses are pre-tax, which means even less over the livelihoods of so many teachers. This means that so many courses that actually motivate students will be cut. This means that teachers who are there to support their students will be spread out over so many more students. I urge the board to reconsider. Thank you. Thank you. Forgive me if I mispronounce Nguyen Louis. Hi, my name is Nguyen Louis. I'm um, a parent from Juniper Sarah elementary school. My son is in third grade and my daughter is in kindergarten. Um, we've been here long enough to know the I'm teachers. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this time is for students. Um, you'll have an opportunity to speak shortly. My bad. Sorry. No problem. Hello, Annie. Hello. My name is Annie Yu. I am a student at Burn High School and a part of the JRTC program. Today, I am here to speak about how JRTC has been impactful on my life and why it should not be canceled. Before I joined the program, I was shy, anxious, and had trouble communicating with my peers. After joining, not only did I become more confident in myself, but I was able to encourage others and lead them. JRTC provides opportunities for low-income students and inspires them to become leaders. We have also participated in many events, charities, and community services that have brought help to those in need. On a personal and practical level, JROTC has taught me more than any of my other classes. JROTC is why I have the courage to speak before you today. JROTC is why so many students, past and present, are as successful as they are. JROTC is why I look forward to going to school. This is why JROTC should not be canceled. Thank you. President Lopez, that was the 15 minutes. Can we do five additional minutes just yes. to see if other students would like to share? And a uh, reminder to the public, if you are a student and would like to comment throughout our meeting, you still have the opportunity to do so. Hello, Alex. Alex? Last time, Alex, are you here? Forgive me if I mispronounce Amri or Amri, A-M-R-I. 
Uh, yeah, my name is Omri Alvarez. Uh, I go to Francisco Middle School as an eighth grader. I'm here to oppose penny losslessness um, uh, non-reelections. Uh, one second. <clears throat> uh, I would like to keep Penny Loftlessness. The reason being Penny Loftlessness is genuinely a good teacher. She is always open to be there for other students um, when they're in their darkest places. She even buys snacks with her own money for other students that don't have lunches. She even has her own club for LGBTQ plus members. Uh, which is amazing because mo most other teachers don't talk about it. Um, I personally am amazed on how accepting and loving uh, my teacher is. Uh, she tries her best to make learning fun. Thank you. Hello, Norma. Hello, could you hear me? Yes. Um, I am a student at Burn High School, and I am a part of the JROTC program, and I would like to speak about why it shouldn't be cut. So ever since I joined the JROTC program, I grew a family with them, and also I learned to be more confident, especially before if being a little freshman, I was very scared and timid and stuff, but joining ROTC changed that a lot, and also gives me opportunities to do stuff I never thought I could do, which is very important to me. And also cutting the GRTC program is cutting the legacies of a lot of GRTC members and alumni that should not, that should just not happen. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, it says MLK Jordan. Hello, can you guys hear me? Yes. Uh, I'm from MLK Middle School and I'm a seventh grader there, and I'm here to talk about the budget cuts on peer resources. Uh, I don't think the budget, I don't think we should um, have a budget cut for peer resources because I wouldn't, I wouldn't be where I am right now if I was never in peer resources. I, would, I wouldn't be less, I wouldn't be more shy if I would, if I wasn't in peer resources. It helped me be a better person and and learn more about learn more about how to help other students and talk talk out more loud, like speak up more. Please don't cut the budget on P resources. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Maureen. Hello, uh, members of the board. My name is Maureen Loftus, and I'm a junior at Lowell High School and a part of the JORTC program there. I'm here today to reaffirm everything my peers have already said, but also offer that I am my school's current service learning project officer. And in that role, I've been able to help facilitate dual volunteer work and learning opportunities for our students. Because of the unique nature of our program, I can't imagine where else our students and myself would get these experiences. JORTC has vastly expanded my horizons and defined my high school experience, and it's absolutely tragic to think current and future students at Galileo, Mission, and Balboa will be deprived of the chance to take part in this program because of the nature of our program 
um, and the benefits it provides are so wholly understood in this city. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Xavier. I'm promoting you to panelists in order to speak, so your video will be on. But you can go ahead. Xavier? Yeah. Yes, you can go ahead. Hi, my name is Javier. I am a third grade student at Dr. William L. Cobb Elementary School. I ask you that you, you can please keep going. do not cut budgets to my school. I've been going to Cobb since preschool. Everyone that works there are like family to me. I don't want to lose anyone. I ask you for not to cut budgets. Thank you. Thank you. And that was the additional five minutes. Okay, thank you to the public for coming out tonight. We will continue with public comments from the general public on all items not on tonight's agenda. Um, is that for one minute each in total? Is there a total time? Yes, one minute each for 20 minutes. Thank you. Hello, Renee or Renai. Hi. You can go ahead. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Yes, please do not cut any of the budget for the children. I mean, you know, we're spending money to give for the school and we're in the school of the William Cobb. Because we're spending money, we're giving, you know, like money to, to give people needles and things like that. But we have to, you know, put it back into the children. Come on, what is, what's going on? That's all I'm saying. It's just please do not Thank you. use the money that way and then put it back into the children. Any other way for the city, you can put it back into the children. Not that way. Please. Children don't need any cuts. Which are you talking? Thank you. Hello, Larry. Hi, this, uh, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, thank you. Hi, this is Larry Lee. We desperately need the parental community to speak up for all the students and make sure the school board is not cutting schools and destroying the AP program. This feels like an amputation. Uh, this rate most of the I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Larry, to interrupt, but th this, these, these items are on the agenda later, so they shouldn't be spoken to in uh, general public comment. This time is for items that are not on the agenda this evening. Okay. Sorry. No problem. Thank you. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi, I'm calling in to remind the district that we don't get when there are budget cuts to break faith with our communities. And it is not an option to ignore our principles when we make those cuts. I am a teacher at Junipero Serra. We have a small bilingual biliteracy pathway. We partnered with MTV, MPV to offer that pathway through fifth grade. All of that funding has been eaten. We have been directed to find the funding within our own budget, which has a $200,000 cut before we find that money. 
Moreover, despite the fact that we have already, with first round requests, more than filled one kindergarten and are well into filling a second, and know multiple families with children enrolled at our school who did not access the first round, we are being told we are losing a kindergarten. I want to be really clear. Losing a kindergarten is a recipe for co-location and closure. It is unacceptable that you are doing this. It breaks faith with our families who expect bilingual biliteracy pathways. It is the most recent breaking faith with our community. Do better. Thank you. Hello, Sin, CYN. Oops. I'm sorry, Sin, go ahead. Hi, Sin Wang here. I'm a board member of SF Parent Action. Following the outcome of the recall election, I want to recognize the monumental efforts of San Francisco parents to organize and advocate for our children in our public schools and the clear message delivered by voters. I also wanna thank the members of this board who have listened to our community, reflected and done better in recent times. It is our hope that going forward, we will see a new board that governs for our kids first, that is responsive to public school families and sees us as a key stakeholder and partner, not an opponent, and has no higher priority than delivering quality public education, because that is the most important thing any district can do for equity. Let us together rebuild a district where San Francisco is renowned for its world-class public schools. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Alex. Hi, my name is Alex Schmaus. I'm the union building rep for UESF at Francisco Middle School. I'm here reading a statement from Allison Lamb, the math department chair at Francisco Middle School, who could not be present. Um, our math team has undergone significant turnover every year for the last four years. Even prior to the pandemic, we have struggled to recruit and retain high quality, highly qualified teachers. A math teacher, initials PL, at my school has been non-reelected by our site administrator. I urge you to rescind this non-reelection. This educator has strong math content knowledge and classroom facilitation, positive relationships with students, and has received satisfactory and highly satisfactory evaluations for the last two years. Last year, this educator drove math workbooks to students' homes when they were unable to get to the school site to pick them up. This year, our school has not had enough substitutes to cover teacher absences almost every day this school year, yet this educator has been here for students going above and beyond to support students in math and also sponsoring the Rainbow Rams Club, by far one of the most successful and popular clubs in our school. Last school year, one of my students transitioned to... You can finish your thought. Last year, one of my students transitioned to using male pronouns, but because we were in distance learning, there was very little any teachers did to support this student. The start of this school year proved to be very challenging for this student. Many staff at our school would use the wrong pronouns for this student to the laughter of others. But because of the Rainbow Rams, this student has a strong supportive community of peers and adults who are working to make our school more inclusive. This student is now a leader in his classes, earning his place on the African-American honor roll and exudes joy and self-acceptance that has been clearly nurtured, nurtured by the inclusive space that this educator has helped to create. Thank you. Hello, Lucero. Lucero. Yes, my name is Lucero Herrera, and I am here to advocate on behalf of the teachers who have helped and built community with children and family at Cobb Elementary School. The economic system is profiting by opening institutions and incarcerating black and brown youth when we should be investing in education, the education system. 
This impacts teachers, not just teachers, but the children and the next ge generation. I am a mother of a son who attends Cobb Elementary School and also enrolling my daughter in the future. We need these teachers to stay. Thank you. Hello, Chris. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to do my best to speak briefly during this period to allow more voices. I'd just like to share that there are some major problems with the Empower system and the way that payroll is interpreting how it has been rolled out and impacting whether or not teachers will get equal paychecks every month this year, which is part of our contract. My understanding when the Empower system agreements were formulated in the summer before the school year was that this would hold up those 12 equal paychecks, but the payroll department is confused. Further, I'd just like to throw my voice behind the students and families that I've heard. I appreciate your adv advocacy. Keep it going. Thank you. Hello, Richard. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, hi. Um, we received information um, at Cobb Elementary School that we're gonna lose important MTSS staff um, because we were redesignated from a tier three to a tier two school. Um, and our community has a lot of questions about that. Um, first and foremost, why is SFUSD transitioning Cobb from tier three to tier two in the midst of the pandemic when students are struggling with attendance and academics um, and their social emotional health? Um, and also um, as a teacher, um, as I speak on behalf of my colleagues, was this change based on um, recent school and student input data? Um, we're questioning whether or not the data is accu actually accurate. Um, many of our families, for example, chose decline to state when it comes to racial identity, English language learner status, and homelessness, for example, uh, because of mistrust that they have with SFUSD. Um, we know that our numbers are much higher than what have been recorded. 72% of our students, for example, qualify um, for free and reduced price lunch, um, and 25% have IEPs. Um, relying on families to self-report sensitive information to large systems that have historically failed them is not an accurate way of measuring and determining which level of support a school should receive. Um, so as I mentioned, as a teacher at Cobb, I want to strongly advocate that Cobb remains a tier three school um, and that we maintain the current staffing that we have so that we can provide the support for our students and families that they need during these unprecedented times. Um, we do not have a PTO or a PTA at Cobb with funds to pay for these extra staff positions. Um, we need a tier three status. We need it. Thank you. Hello, Supriya. Hi, this is Supriya Ray. Thank you for taking my call. I'm a parent of a student at Jefferson Elementary and at APG Amini Middle School. I'm calling for two reasons. First, I wanted to thank the district for including in the family newsletter and in a message from the superintendent, the information that masking is optional outdoors and has been for quite some time. This has, it seems, led a number of schools to bring their policies into compliance so that people can whether or not to mask outdoors. However, I wanna express a concern that not everybody is in compliance and that some schools are saying that they can choose to require everyone to wear masks outdoors and or are in quote unquote encouraging or strongly encouraging people to continue to do so, which puts unfair pressure on people over the issue when they should be able to make their own choice especially with SFDPH long supporting the, um, uh, that there's no mask mandate outdoors. 
Second, I want to encourage the district to convene the outdoor space funding panel with regard to the bond funding that the board voted for back in October. I am, as I understand, supposed to be a member of this board group. I still haven't heard a single meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Ms. Marshall. Uh, thank you so much, Mr. Steele. First, I just want to do a, a very quick thank you to President Lopez for your statement, for your work over since you've been president and been on the board. I really appreciate your service. I appreciate my personal thanks to Commissioner Collins and um, Commissioner um, Maliga. I'm very sorry that we were at the state in, in the field of education. Harbari Gunny means what's the news? I have some good news and thank yous. On behalf of the San Francisco Alliance of Black School Educators, we want to thank you for our Black History Month celebration thus far to date. I theme this year's health and wellness. Last week, more than 1,500 students in grades three, 3 to 12 of African-American descent were honored for our African-American honor roll over three days. Thank you so much. Thank you, Commissioner Lamb, President Lopez, Commissioner Bogus, Dr. Matthews, and the executive team, and every principal, every elementary principal, every middle school principal, every high school principal, every teacher. Thank you, parents and families, for your support last week. But our, 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 our service continues. Please join us this Saturday at 8.30 a.m. at Mission High School for our annual oratorical festival and our Dr. King essay and poster contest. We also had an African-American read-ins. Thank you so much, Harbari Ghani. Thank you. Hello, Ms. Bender. Hello, my name is Brianna Bender and I'm a kinder parent and school site council member at Cobb Elementary. I'm here to voice my concern regarding the school budget for the 2020 school year. Simply put, we are starting off the year in a deficit, upwards of $100,000, and it is unacceptable. As a public school, our families rely on government funding to properly educate our children with the required resources, and starting the year in a deficit will inevitably set our school and our students up for failure. This cut in school funding goes directly against the mission statement of SFUSD, which is to provide every student the quality instruction and equitable support, equitable support required to thrive. With this budget, our children will barely be able to get by. Our students need and deserve much more. We need our budget to reflect the school, our students, and their needs in its entirety. This lack of funding will fail us all, staff, students, and parents alike. Let's get our schools properly funded so SFUSD can live up to its own mission statement and truly thrive. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Judy. Hey there, I'm Judy Lee Hayworth, and I'm calling to voice my support for keeping J. Sarah Elementary's looping kindergarten and first grade classes in place. Uh, we were surprised to hear that the EPC admitted that they forgot J. Sarah has a looping kindergarten model, and that's why we only had one kindergarten for each track. Our question is, if they, only, if they know they made a mistake, how come um, it wasn't able to be fixed before the enrollment deadline? And is there a plan to fix this moving forward? Our community, to be honest, is tired of having our needs ignored by the district. This happened with the school start time and it's happening again by taking away one kindergarten class. If the kinder class is taken away, that means that JCRA will never be able to be fully enrolled, making our Title I school at high risk of closing and, and losing even more resources in closing. So help us save our neighborhood school and reinstate our kinder class. Thank you. Hello, Kerlin, or Carolyn, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing. 
Hi, it's uh, Carlin. Um, I just wanted to say um, uh, thank you for all the determination and hard work that has been put forth this year in these difficult times. It is because of you that we can prioritize our children and their education above all else. Thank you to the organizers and supporters of the recall. Goodbye, Commissioner Lopez and Collins. Maybe we can finally have competent members of the board that know how to balance a budget and advocate on behalf of all races in San Francisco and not waste time on frivolous lawsuits. Thank you. Hello, Rianda. Good evening, Board Commissioner Superintendent Matthews, Deputy Superintendent Fort Murthill. This is Rianda Batiste with the African American Parent Advisory Council. And we wanted to remind you all that we sent a letter to the Budget Department and spoke a public comment about two weeks ago and got no response. We need to now ask again or reiterate that we understand that hard decisions must be made to balance our budget and meet the current realities of our district. We are incredibly concerned about the impacts those decisions will have on African-American students, one of our most vulnerable and historically underserved populations in SFUSD. We are curious about your analysis of the potential harm and want to know what safeguards are being put in place to ensure that our students are not overly burdened by these cuts. With the downsizing of classrooms, potential layoffs of newly hired black and brown staff, members reduction to transportation routes that typically bus black children and cuts to academic and social emotional supports that our children heavily rely on. Has your team assessed the damage to focal populations? If so, can you share those reflections and the actions that are being considered to uphold SFUSD's core values to stand with those most vulnerable in our community and put students first, please? Thank you. Hello, Jerry. Hi there. Can you hear me okay? Yes. Great. Uh, good evening to each of you. While I won't run over the numbers again, as another Cobb Elementary parent already has, I would like to implore you to please reconsider Cobb at a Tier 3 status. In addition, I realize that numbers are fact and that the board is in a corner but good teachers and staff is the last place we should be considering cuts. Uh, you heard all of the kids on this call write speeches and stand tall in the name of their favorite teachers. Most of us never did this in high school. And of course we had budget cuts back then as well, but it would have been the furthest thing from most of our minds. The difference is engagement. Our students are being engaged by quality educators who are fighting to make our kids involved informed and quality adults. So please, please reconsider. Thank you. Sure. Hello, Mark. Mark. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. I know there's a lot of people on this call, but I noticed uh, that until this morning, this meeting's agenda link wasn't posted on the SFUSD website. Uh, although it's on board docs, the fact that the link uh, from your website was not live likely violates the Brown Act. Some of us figured out how to go around your website to gain access, but we have also well documented your failure to provide the agenda to the public. Um, it was not there 72 hours ago. It was not there 48 hours ago. It was not there even 24 hours ago. I'm warning you and your counsel that any decisions the board makes tonight may face reversal if a court determines that you violated the Brown Act. And I strongly suggest that you continue tonight's agenda until another meeting 
which is properly noticed. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Sharice. Hello. Uh, my name is Cherise Cattermas. I am a sixth grade language arts teacher at Francisco Middle School. Uh, and I am here to speak on behalf of the math, uh, the eighth grade math teacher who has been uh, non reelected by our administrators. Um, I echo what Omri spoke about earlier, what Alex spoke about earlier, and what has been said in the 15 plus letters that have been sent to the board members, that this educator has gone and above it, gone above and beyond during a time that everybody has been struggling, um, has had uh, satisfactory, highly satisfactory evaluations, uh, is a powerhouse supporter for the LGBTQ plus community um, and deserves to keep this job, deserves to be employable in SFUSD moving forward. I ask the board to sever this agenda item for further discussion and rescind this non-reelection. Thank you. That's the 20 minutes, President Lopez. Okay, thank you for organizing that. That concludes uh, public comment for the general public on non-agenda items. Moving on to section D, advisory committee reports and appointments. The presentation for Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander mm. advisory council will be heard at a future meeting. Mm. I'd like to have this time to open up opportunities for advisory committee appointments by the board. Seeing none, we will be moving on to item H2. As I mentioned earlier, we'll be hearing from the Young Asian Women Against Violence group earlier on in our agenda. This presentation will be led by two of our students and uh, program administrator, Jenny Lee. I'd like to call on Jenny Lee, Zoe and Whitney to present on sexual harassment and sexual assault presentation by Yawave, Young Asian Women Against Violence. I'm sorry, where are we? <laughs> Good evening, yeah, we're at the Yahweh. Um, Got it, thank you. Yes, thank you. And while um, we have some folks pulling it up for today, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jenny Lee. I am the program coordinator for Young Asian Women Against Violence. And today we have our two amazing junior program coordinators, Whitney and Zoe here with us, who worked extremely hard on this um, amazing youth-led project. Um, and today they'll be talking a little bit about what that project is and some of their goals. And so without further ado, I'm gonna pass it over to Whitney and Zoe. Actually, it's me, um, but hello, Board of Education and campus is so public. Uh, me and my colleague, Whitney, are so 
grateful to be here presenting to you all today about a collaboration that we want to engage in in order to implement our sexual assault and sexual harassment resource toolkit for SFUSD to use as a permanent resource. Next slide, please. And I'll pass it off to Brittany. Thank you. So to briefly explain who we are, we are SFUSD students, part of the program Yawave, which deals with bringing awareness and educating ourselves on topics such as violence and sexual violence. Specifically, the two of us presenting today have a significant role in overseeing much of the program's content, and we work closely with other SFUSD students in the district. So just to give a brief overview of what our resource toolkit has, um, we wanted to emphasize that we were really motivated by the alarming number of sexual harassment and sexual assault allegations last fall within the SFUSD community. And as students, we witnessed these problems unfold. And based off of the knowledge that we have learned from being in Yawave, we knew that as students and Yawave members, we were the perfect people to come up with a solution. Um, so the basic contents of our sexual assault and sexual harassment resource toolkit is a slideshow that acts as a virtual workshop that gives SFUSD students access to education surrounding these topics. We also have a narration and a transcription for accessibility factors. Everyone learns differently and has different access needs, so we wanted to make it accessible to everyone. And we also included resources beyond what was mentioned in our resource toolkit as well. So the intentions of this project is to firstly better inform students about their rights, what violence looks like, how they are affected, and how they can support themselves and others. Second, we want to make this education accessible to everyone regardless of their access needs. Third, we really want to normalize conversations on such topics as for they are the biggest contributor to why these occurrences are so prevalent in the student community. Lastly, we want to bridge the communication gap between adult and youth because it has been damaged and we want to help repair that damage caused by sexual harassment issues from the past. So this number is really relevant to us because 16,279 students attend SFUSD public high schools. And this is the demographic that we were trying to reach. Um, next slide, please. Actually, the slide after the next slide. Uh, how we aim to reach our goals. First, we built a relationship with each public high school. In order to do that, we emailed every administration and wellness staff at every high school, providing the resources and the opportunity to engage in future workshop collaborations. We also wanted to engage in a collaboration with the Board of Education because working with the Board of Education will help us hit multiple of our intentions and would be really crucial to the implementation of our project, which we want to be permanent in SFU. 
As we progress um, with our vision to include the Board of Education in our project, we really want to incorporate these aspects moving forward. So the first thing is accessibility. We really want to make this toolkit accessible to every individual in the district, particularly students, when addressing sexual harassment and assault issues in the future. Second, we also want collaboration. We want us Yawiv to be utilized as a resource when addressing these topics in the future as well. And this will set a president among all SFUSD campuses that allyship amongst adults and youth are actually valued. And lastly, we want communication. Our hope is to continue this relationship between Yahweh and the Board of Education so that we can act as a resource when violence and violence prevention is being discussed in the future. And that is all. Thank you for listening. I hope you all have a good evening. Thank you, Zoe and Whitney and Jenny for being able to convene our students. Uh, the reason why I know it was really important to hear from you is the understanding you have of working with adult allies and ensuring that you can reach our youth, you can be a leader in this work. So providing an opportunity for the public to hear all of the work and resources you're providing is something I thought is really important for these conversations. And I appreciate your leadership in this. And I know many of us will, will be working with you um, moving forward to name what you said, which is make this something permanent. Before we hear from our board and from the public, I did wanna provide an opportunity for our staff to also respond to the requests that were made by student leaders back in uh, November, as you mentioned, uh, and see where we can go from here when we're discussing sexual assault and sexual harassment in SFUSD. So this evening, uh, we will start with uh, Ms. Williams, I believe, is going to present uh, some of the work that's been done, and then this will be followed by uh, Deputy Superintendent for Morithel. Thank you, Superintendent Matthews. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. Um, thank you, board. Uh, I'm Kiki Williams. I am the executive director in the Office of Equity, which oversees all of the district's Title IX compliance, um, among other things. Um, we wanted to just give a brief description of our response to the various demands that came in during the fall. Um, in December, Dr. Matthews and our office sent out a response um, to the various demands, um, outlining a lot of information for students, for parents, for our community, including how to re uh, report incidents of sexual harassment and assault, um, discussing how incidents are investigated under our various sexual harassment policies. We provided information about SFUSD curriculum, about boundaries and consent, um, we had a, a small discussion of legal limitations and made um, commitments that SFUSD would be doing going forward. Among that um, is the Title IX advisory group, student advisory group that was mentioned earlier. Um, we are convening a group of 10th, 11th, and 12th graders to um, this semester help us really focus our resources to make them more student friendly. Um, to turn legally language into language that is digestible for everyone, um, especially our students. 
Um, and we um, have sent out that announcement, the flyer and application period is happening right now. We'll be asking um, and have asked and we'll continue to ask various student leaders to help us review those applications. Um, and we really do wanna engage um, students on this. We, we heard their voices loud and clear in the fall um, and want to engage in these really important conversations with students to make sure that we are responding correctly and um, educating students um, about their rights and what to do if any incidents do occur. Um, so that is um, high level of what we announced and what we will continue to do um, in our commitments moving forward on this issue. So I just wanted to tag along and, and talk about what it looks like at the site level. Um, Kiki just shared a number of ways that we tried to make sure that um, we are more clear and um, consistent with our implementation and awareness. One of the things that LEAD um, has been doing is with um, leaders in cohort meetings in partnership with the uh, Office of Equity Kiki's department. Oh, that's me. Um, is to make sure that leaders also- I'm so sorry. This is the interpreter. Can you please slow down a little bit? Thank you. So I'm going to share what it looks like at the site level. Uh, one of the things that we've done in partnership with the Office of Equity, Kiki's, um, I just shared some of the resources, is um, had cohort meetings and meetings with our site leaders to make sure they all understand uh, these, uh, the new procedures, the expectations, have a shared vocabulary um, in partnership with our assistant soups and directors. We've also worked very closely with our site leaders. It wasn't 40 hours ago, it wasn't up 24 hours ago. We've also worked closely with our site leaders, um, our uh, care teams at our school sites, uh, our advisory teams to um, make sure that our sites have lessons that can be implemented during advisory, during homeroom, um, just in the spirit of collaboration that I saw in the slide deck um, and very much in the spirit of the idea of this student advisory group. Many of our sites have actually partnered with students to make these resources um, for their peers. And so there's been, um, for example, at one of the schools we had a wellness day, there's been videos made in partnership with students. Um, there's been different lessons, I said, like I said, in activities. So LEAD continues to, one, try to make sure that there's a common and shared language vocabulary and set of understandings and resources that our leaders have. And then during their check-ins with leaders are making sure that those uh, resources get into the hands of educators themselves, but also that schools are really making sure, I think the point of this is making sure that our, our students get the information, know there's people that they can talk to and have resources um, that they can refer to. So just wanted to share at the site level how that's happening. Well, there's always work to be done to make sure that every student has access to different information, but we've um, just been documenting a number of ways in which schools are getting creative and doing so um, since the um, since all the issues have arised. Okay, I'm going to ask a staff to pause right now, and I'm going to turn it back to uh, President Lopez uh, because we we we're working on some information. So, President Lopez. Yes, uh, thank you for that, and uh, many apologies for the interruption. Uh, just given the current circumstances, understanding this is a really important topic, and tonight's agenda includes a lot of important discussions, we, I want to divert to legal to explain further what will happen during tonight's meeting. Thank you, President Lopez. We have had a chance to look into um, the issue that was raised by the caller, that the agenda was not posted on the website. Uh, in accordance with our own policies and with the Brown Act. And it appears that, in fact, it was not posted on the website. It was posted on board docs. Um, so my recommendation to you now is that we end this meeting and that we re-notice the meeting um, with at least 24 hours notice 
uh, and obviously we would defer to you and board leadership as to when and, and how we do that. So uh, I, I just will say typically we hold Thursdays uh, for additional time in case our board meetings go over and that will happen tonight. We will adjourn our meeting and repost for Thursday at 5 p.m. to continue from where we are on tonight's agenda. So just to be clear, we are adjourning the meeting and then we will uh, repost a properly noticed meeting for five o'clock on Thursday evening. That's right. Okay, and with that, this meeting is adjourned.